0: Jim Cameron, Jim Cameron Consulting, broadcasting from the Fountainhead, the home of Synergy Billing in Holly Hill. And I'm your host for Volusia Matters. News and interviews and matters that impact Volusia County, directly or indirectly. Now let's get started with some news. In the legislature, House Joint Resolution 469 would lower the Save Our Homes cap on a home's assessed value increase from 3% to 2% a year, potentially lowering people's tax bill. It's moving through the House and possibly onto the Senate. It's a constitutional amendment intended for the November 2024 ballot and would require a 60% voter approval. If approved, it would take effect on January 2025, and because it's a joint resolution, it's not subject to the governor's veto powers. Legislative analysis revenue estimate. It will save taxpayers $146 million statewide with about 93 million dollars coming out of county coffers and 53 million from public school budgets. However, what would this mean to non- homestead business and commercial and rental properties? Stay tuned. Next item. American Airlines will resume daily non-stop flights from Philadelphia International Airport to Daytona Beach starting April the 5th through August 14th. American offers multiple daily nonstop flights to and from Charlotte, North Carolina and seasonal non-stop flights to Dallas-Fort Worth that's February the 3rd through May the 4th and Saturdays only May the 5th through August 19th. And to Washington DC, Saturdays only February the 4th through April 29th. The Philadelphia, Dallas, and Washington regions are part of the top 10 origin and destination markets for Daytona Beach. To learn more, contact Joanne Magley at 561-7185. And now on today's County Council agenda. Every three years, the Council must update a list of all county properties that is appropriate for affordable housing. Such property may be offered for sale with proceeds used for housing or donated to a non for the construction of housing. There are 22 properties on the list that have been reviewed by staff to determine suitability for housing. For a list of these properties, see my newsletter being emailed later this week. Next, the council will address a proposed co-promotional agreement between the county and an ultra-low-cost carrier to mitigate startup cost, A $1 million fund will be available only to the carrier in the event that the air carrier does not meet revenue projections. A reconciliation period will be negotiated between the carrier and county staff. And if all goes well, an actual airline agre- rental agreement will come before the council at a later date. Next, Volusia's Building Code Administration, Environmental Management, and Planning and Development Divisions will be open for walk-ins from 8 a.m. to 3:30 p.m. weekdays through April 28th at the county administration building. This is being done to accommodate influx of permit requests and ensure they are processed quickly. Growth and Resource Management Director Clay Irvin said since the hurricane their offices have received an unprecedented number of permit requests to restore properties. This will give their team adequate time to focus on processing those permits. And residents and contractors may submit permit applications to Volusia.org. And anyone needing to visit their office after 3:30 p.m. should contact 822-5013. Moving on, business tax receipts, formerly known as occupational licenses. Are required to be paid to the county or city in which you operate. You might want to check to make sure you're up to date. Otherwise, they can accrue penalties. Next item Fee Card Executive Director Kerry Carl will be departing after almost seven years with the organization. Kerry will be joining Giabi Consulting and Management. On April 17th. In the meantime, VCard's search committee is seeking applicants. Application deadline is April the 10th. Any questions? You should reach out to Carrie at responsibledevelopment.com, or call her at 407-967-8723. We wish you well, Carrie. Next, Harry Cole is the new Executive Director at Volusia Flagler County Coalition for the Homeless. He takes over for Jeff White, who led the organization for nearly 14 years. We wish Jeff the best in his future endeavors. Next, the Volusia Forever Advisory Committee will meet to review the current program status and guidelines, 9 a.m. Thursday, April the 6th, at the County Administration Building in DeLand. Newly appointed members will review duties, responsibilities, procedures, and Volusia Forever program processes. Next, some upcoming meetings, April the 4th, Volusia County Council, April the 5th, Daytona Beach City Commission, April the 11th, School Board Workshop at 12.30 a.m. and Board Meeting on 4.30 p.m. And last our Did You Know segment. Current destinations to and from Daytona Beach International Airport, Delta Airlines offers four to five daily non-stop flights to Atlanta. American Airlines offers three daily direct flights to and from Charlotte and American offers one daily non-stop flight to Dallas-Fort Worth through May the 4th and on Saturdays only from May to August. American Airlines also offers one Saturday's flight to Washington and now to Philadelphia. Before we interview today's guest, I'd like to put in a word about Fountainhead, Jason Myers headquarters campus in Holly Hill for Synergy Billing. This facility is on the site of the old Holly Hill Middle School 1200 Center Avenue, just north of LPGA Boulevard. Synergy Billing, a medical billing and coding company, is just one segment of Fountainhead, and there's more to come, so stay tuned. Now, for today's guest, Ormond Beach Mayor Bill Partington. Bill was elected to the City Commission in 2003 and was elected mayor without opposition in 2016 and has been re-elected since. A lifelong citizen, he attended local schools before earning a BA degree in communications from UCF and a law degree from Loyola School of Law in New Orleans. He is an assistant public defender and division chief for Florida's 7th Judicial Circuit Public Defender's Office. He's active with Volusia and Florida League of Cities, having received numerous awards. He and his wife, Laurie, have three daughters, one of whom I was able to meet in Tallahassee last week. Okay, today we have with us Ormond Beach Mayor Bill Partington. Bill, we're sure glad to have you with us today. Thank you, Jim. Great to be with you. Well, good. Let's start with some questions. Uh, Is Ormond Beach mayor any specific issues that uh, the city is facing
1: this day? We have no issues, Jim. Everything is running perfectly. and uh, (laughs) I I could say that tongue-in-cheek, of course. I I think every city has some issues. They do. Yep. I think, you know, for Ormond Beach... Probably uh, like any city in Volusia County right now, Florida being such a popular place for people to move to, we're looking at uh, growth pressures that creates impacts, uh, and transportation is probably one of the biggest one of those that we hear about every single day. Mm -hmm. Uh, We work on transportation issues every day. I'm in communication with city manager and staff and our consultants on the best ways to to plan for and ameliorate problems. And uh, so, you know, looking at transportation, State Road 40, Granada, is our main east-west thoroughfare in the city. And that, we have a lot of pressure from uh, growth in Daytona Beach that spills over onto Granada. We've, just recently done a interactive signalization up and down granada that has helped the flow of that major thoroughfare uh but we need we need more solutions there's no silver bullet if you will no single solution it's going to take uh some various different things to have the ultimate desired effect that we'd like to have on Granada. And so looking at it from the 40,000 foot level, as you're soaring over that problem, uh, you're going to need likely in the next five to 10 years, a diverging diamond interchange at the Granada and State Road, uh, sorry, State Road 40 and uh, 95 interchange. That's going to hugely Yep, hugely improved safety, uh, move a lot more traffic much more efficiently, and maintain our our hometown feel there. The other thing that's probably going to have to happen, and there's some people that that like this idea, some people hate it, but you're going to need a hand avenue extension. That will relieve some of the pressure on Granada by providing another east-west alternative, and uh, so probably in the next 10 years somewhere that's going to have to happen. And uh, I think, you know, it's been in the planning stages for, for at least 10 years. And that's something that probably will will come to fruition. Beyond that, uh, I think you're going to see strategic uh, accel and decel lanes uh, put around up and down Granada Boulevard all the way from from uh, the beach to the westward limits. And those will will help somewhat with the traffic flow along with everything else we've tried to do with the traffic uh, signalization. So that's that's one big area. Then you've got the I-95 US-1 interchange. We're, we're working so hard to get funding for that. Uh, we were just in Tallahassee, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, looking for a third of a billion dollars, $340 million to... Uh, fund that project. That's been in the planning stages for about 20 years. And uh, with the governor's Moving Florida Forward initiative, if we can get that approved by the legislature, which you know we're pretty confident we can, that's going to be a huge improvement out there that will uh, provide infrastructure improvements prior to any uh, major development going on out there. And we call that concurrency in the planning world, and that's yep. that's what we're hoping to attain. It doesn't always happen, but we have the opportunity to do it in this case, and uh, a lot of our partners, our residents, FDOT, and uh, folks in Tallahassee see the need for it. It's the oldest interchange in the state of Florida, designed and built in the 60s, part of the uh, Eisenhower original Eisenhower interstate highway transportation system. It I served did not us- know that. Yep. Yep. It's served us pretty well for, for maybe the last 50 years, but it's starting to fail more and more. And so it's time, time to be updated and we're looking forward to getting that done. Okay. Um, let's see. Gosh, Granada Boulevard, uh, on A1A we're having some, uh, improvements made through the downtown area uh, we let that uh, contract or that contract is going to be let on september 6th of this year so coming up in just a few months it's going to be uh, 1.4 million dollars and we're going to repave the section of uh, granada from us1 to state road a1a we have a beautiful walkable downtown now that's kind of a destination for folks with some amazing restaurants and our main street does amazing activities and so this is going to be just a little uh uh, facelift or improvement to make that look better and hopefully operate operate better so that's it you know from the from the transportation issues uh then we have like any city uh most cities development issues and we've got some projects I think coming up that people will be very interested in. Uh, one is going to be Tomoka Oaks. The other is going to be the Timber Creek apartments there at the corner of, um, Granada and airport road. And I think those will probably be the top two development issues coming before us. There's been some preliminary work. They've been working through the planning stages, but, uh, I think, you know, from a public perspective, those will make it to the commission probably just in the next three months or so. So okay. look, you know, keep attuned to that and sure. keep an- that particularly if you're a resident and you're interested and you want your voice heard on that, you can contact your commissioner by phone, uh, by email, 24 seven and, uh, from what I've found, the entire commission is very responsive, wants to hear from residents and and try to do what our residents want. So.
0: Okay. Well, no, and I appreciate that there. I mean, and and a lot of this, I think what you're talking about, though, as it relates to transportation, especially the western part of the city, uh, Avalon, when they come in, that's going to have a big impact, I think, on the city of Ormond Beach.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And Avalon is in Daytona Beach, which is our sister city, Um, but Ormond Beach owns the utility rights. So our residents own those utility rights, and that's a a valuable commodity for them because they'll be able to uh, uh, provide the water and then take the revenue from that to hopefully ameliorate any impacts that may be coming from the Avalon project, um, and so we look forward to to continuing to manage that and plan to uh, well, really defend the city and defend our residents against negative impacts, and hopefully promote positive impacts. I think we have the opportunity to do that. Uh, Biot with Avalon is a great person to work with, and uh, our Biot, staff.
0: Beat Kali,
1: that's him. Yep, that's. He's been fantastic. Um, obviously, the the proposal seems quite large, and, you know, we're working to reduce that to something that would be manageable, but yet still workable for them, and uh, that's the constant battle. We go back and, back and forth, and we work on that every single day as well.
0: Well, let me shift gears also as it still relates to roads, because uh, I've seen you a few weeks ago at the uh, FDOE, FDOT's uh, special project meeting as it relates to A1A, that project where they're going from Ormond Beach into uh, into Flagler along the, along the coastline. So anything specific uh, that you like along some of those designs?
1: Yeah, I think um, at this point, when you look at A1A resiliency, which we're seeing Strong's, more frequently and and stronger storms lately, a stronger intensity, I think that generally the city is going to support uh, FDOT's plan uh, for resiliency along A1A and Volusia and Flagler counties. Uh, that plan calls for the use of secant wall construction, and even though it's the most costly, it provides the most thorough reinforcement of A1A and provides for the plan that will best withstand future storms. Um, The way it's been described to me, it involves the construction of it involves overlapping piles that kind of create a reinforced wall. And as I said, even though the upfront cost may be the highest, the benefit of it is it has lower maintenance costs and minimized uh, environmental effect so that uh, the incidence of failure in the future is greatly diminished. With this kind of design, so we're optimistic. I mean, that's an important area for our residents. Even though technically it may not be within the city, we still look at A one A as a very important road for for Ormond Beach.
0: By all means, by all means, and uh, and Bill, we were in Tallahassee this past week, and uh, I, I think they're at the halfway point. And any specific bills that you see of concern to Ormond Beach or uh, Florida League of Cities? Gosh,
1: Um, you know, I think there's a bunch of bills that cause us concern and we track them very closely. Ultimately, some of them go nowhere and then ultimately some of them get passed. And so we try to plan for for the possibilities that may occur and we try to inform our residents uh, and keep them informed on On things that are happening. One of the uh, things that is always happening is uh, Tallahassee seems to be looking at ways to reduce cities' revenues. And so there's a constitutional amendment on property tax, which is uh, Senate Joint Resolution 122 and House Joint Resolution 469, uh, that would reduce homestead property taxes from a max of 3% to a max of of 2%, and that would result in about a $400,000 revenue loss, uh, pretty substantial. The other one is the communication services tax, House Bill 1153 and uh, Senate Committee Substitute 142. That would freeze the current local rate for the communication services tax for three years from January 2023 to 2026, and reduce the rate from approximately 5.4 to 1.4, almost cutting it by 25% and that would result in about a $400,000 loss in revenue. So <laughs> excuse me, I could keep on going, but uh all of these bills essentially cost our taxpayers more dollars because when you lose those revenues in those areas, we have a very very lean budget. There's not any fat in our budget. We are awarded every single year for excellence in budgeting and our our city staff work so hard to do things economically and, and fiscally responsibly. So when you're cutting out almost a million dollars, it has a huge impact. And, uh, you know, we're a city of about 43,000 people. I consider us maybe uh, small to to middle size. Yeah. Uh, only imagine how it hurts this even smaller cities.
0: So, um well, listen, and and also being up there in Tallahassee, uh, so every I think everybody pretty much getting to know though that you have filed a run for House District Twenty Eight, which is currently held by Representative Tom Leake, who's filed to run for Senate District Seven, and uh, you were up there I know for Volusia Days at the Capitol last week. So, any uh, any specific issues that you uh, were interested? Uh, in addressing maybe
1: in the future once you get up there in Tallahassee? Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of them. And thank you for mentioning that. I have filed and am a candidate for uh, Florida House state representative uh, as a Republican in District 28. Um, You know, there's so many different opportunities to make a difference in Tallahassee. And I'm looking forward to continuing the high level of representation that Senator, well, Representative Leake provided. I think he's going to be Senator Leake in a couple years here. But uh, so I want to carry on that tradition. I've committed to being there for eight years. I think you have to make that commitment if you are going to run because you need to work your way up in the House system in order to be successful and relevant and uh, make a difference. And that's that's my hope. There's significant issues uh, in education, healthcare commerce and tourism and state-level public safety and security. I'm looking forward to having an impact in many of those. And I think my uh, over two decades of service to the city of Ormond Beach prepares me well to, uh, to take on those challenges, not to mention uh, a 25-year legal career and uh, having been involved and, and really caring is, is the big part of it. I, I care about my community I'm uh, blessed to have been born and raised here. And I love uh, Volusia County, Ormond Beach, and the whole Daytona, Holly Hill, Daytona Shores, South Daytona area. It's a great district. I mean, it's perfect for me. And I look forward to uh, to serving there. Um, And even though it's a partisan race, I've never run a partisan race before. I've always been in a nonpartisan situation. I feel like I work well with everybody and you have to listen to everybody. It doesn't matter uh, what side they're coming from. And then you address concerns as best you can. And uh, so I look forward to look forward to doing that.
0: Well, Bill, we certainly wish you the best. And I want to say thank you for meeting with us today and let's stay in touch in the future.
1: We'll do it, Jim. I appreciate all you do. You provide a great service to our area, and uh, thanks for taking the time to speak with me. Thank you,
0: Bill. And again, I'd like to thank today's guest, Mayor Bill Partington, for joining us. And I want to announce again that as of this minute, the U.S. debt stands at $31.6 trillion, and it's growing by the minute. Now look for a new podcast episode to be released next week. And the views expressed on this podcast may or may not necessarily express the opinions of Jim Cameron Consulting. And for more news, check out my newsletter, which is emailed each month. And if you're not receiving it, call me at 566-2140-2140. And if I miss your call and not return it in eight business hours, I'll pay you $1,000. And listen for my seven-minute legislative recap broadcast this Friday, April 7th, where I'll focus on bills in the House and Senate. One more thing, I'd like your feedback on this podcast, so please answer the attached survey. And before i close i'd like to ask that you support my good friends kurt and charlene greer and jeep beach which will attract jeepers and jeep industry vendors april 23rd through the 30th this jeep only event has become one of the nation's premier jeep events there will be a jeep beach 5k fun run on sunday followed by other events and for more information go to jeepbeach.com this is jim cameron signing off saying peace love and roll tide